the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So very much for joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. On this Friday morning at 7 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock, it is a free-for-all Friday, the 25th morning. To the breaking news of the morning. Stone, a longtime associate of President Trump, was arrested by the FBI in Fort Lauderdale after a federal grand jury in D.C. handed up a seven-count indictment in the Russia probe. The 66-year-old faces one count of obstruction of an official proceeding, five counts of false statements, and one count of witness tampering. According to the indictment, Stone made false statements to the House's Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, which was investigating his contacts with what's described as Organization 1, known as WikiLeaks. Roger Stone, the colorful uh, and kind of brazen and kind of arrogant um, confidant of President Trump in the 2016 uh, presidential election, has been indicted by the Mueller probe. The left is cheering. We've got our guy now. Now we'll get to Donald Trump. Now all of the dirty, sordid details of collusion are going to be ferreted out. First we got Manafort, but that didn't produce anything. Then we got Cohen. That produced even less. But now we've got Roger Stone. And I've got bad news for you, leftists. This is going to produce even less than that. Roger Stone was arrested this morning at about 6 o'clock in the morning on live television. How could that be? How could CNN's cameras have been at the residence of Roger Stone at 6 o'clock in the morning to see FBI in almost full SWAT team regalia showing up to arrest an old man Um who is being arrested for process crimes. They brought a full team. They had their long guns out, as if there could have been some sort of a shootout with Roger Stone when the, when the Blue Windbreakers came for him. They treated him as if they were actually coming to arrest a known uh, violent felon. And they did so in front of the CNN cameras. CNN was on the scene. Before the FBI was. How could that be? You know, for a long time, we've been watching and following the, uh, the Mueller probe, and we've been talking about the various misdeeds, the leaks provided, the animus and the bias against President Trump back when he was candidate Trump, as well as President Trump, from the FBI. We have seen... The FBI Director James Comey get fired over it. We have seen the Deputy Director Andrew McCabe get fired over it. We have seen Peter Strzok and Lisa Page demoted and then resigning over it. The anti-Trump bias within the FBI has been long detailed. We also know that there have been leaks coming from the FBI. Leaks that have been potentially damaging to candidate Trump and then President Trump. We've seen all of these things spelled out as well. And we wonder, how in the world 
is it that political enemies of the president in the media always seem to have this information that is supposed to be kept confidential by the FBI because there are still leaks in the FBI. Obviously, they didn't get rid of everybody in the FBI that has been uh, trying to go after, assist, and aid the Mueller investigation in trying to, to bring down this president. Because somebody in the FBI who knew they were going to get Roger Stone this morning called CNN ahead of time and told them, this is where we'll be, air it live. And then knowing the cameras were there, the FBI put on a show. They put on a show of long guns and over uh, overkill manpower to arrest a little old man with white hair and flashy suits who's kind of obnoxious, who's kind of a jerk, but who did nothing to warrant that kind of treatment. Even the seven-count indictment would not have warranted that type of overkill tactic and certainly should not have been done on live television. It should have been done quietly. should have been a news release uh, come out later this morning saying, this morning we have indicted Roger Stone. He is now in custody. Instead, they put a show on for the cameras. Why? Because there is still an element of the FBI cooperating with the Mueller investigation that absolutely despises the president. And if they can embarrass the president, even with something as minor as process crimes like this, with one of his uh, associates during the campaign, that's what we're going to do. We're going to embarrass the president. And CNN was only too happy to comply. Enemy of the people that they are. Roger Stone has known for months that he could be indicted. He said in public that he believed Mueller was investigating whether he had advanced knowledge of WikiLeaks releasing hacked emails of the Democrats during the campaign. He has repeatedly denied the accusation. But what should be stated here, as we try to sort through all of this, and I'm not going to spend all day on this, by the way. This is just breaking news as of this morning, so I'm going to, I kind of have to do this off the top before we get into some of the other issues. But, um, but uh, uh, what's, what's important to note here is even if he is wrong about his, you know, with his denials, if he did... If he did any of the things that are alleged, they're all process crimes, and none of them include collusion. None of them whatsoever include colluding with the Russians on behalf of President Trump or the campaign or anybody else. And that's the most important thing here. Another giant high-profile indictment by the Mueller team that is now two years and Lord knows how many millions of dollars long with nothing. Nothing against the president. Paul Manafort's quote-unquote crimes, tax crimes, long predated his involvement with Donald Trump or the campaign. Nothing to do with collusion. Michael Cohen accused of lying? Again, nothing to do with collusion. All of his problems also predated President Trump. And now Roger Stone. Process crimes, if even guilty of those, none of which have anything to do with collusion. And it is staggering to look at the desperation that A, the American left, B, the media, which I guess I could just say A and B they get together. I mean, they, they are literally one and the same. Um, but also... Um, uh, the um, Mueller investigation supporters, the Mueller team supporters, those who think that Bob Mueller's uh, team should be allowed to do this for the entirety of the Trump presidency, continue to cast a pall over the president's um, uh, entire first term. 
because if they actually come forward and say we've wrapped our investigation and come forward with no findings of actual collusion, they will have wasted, like I said, Lord knows how many millions of taxpayer dollars. Those who want Mueller's team to keep going forever, because as long as it's going, there's always a threat hanging over the head of the president, um, are, are probably going to get their way. They're probably going to get their way. As long as they can keep indicting people for petty things, process things, it continues to give the appearance of impropriety with the president and these allegations of collusion. He will not, Bob Mueller will not wrap this thing, which he should bring it to its logical conclusion, because when he comes forward and shows everybody that he wasted two years, he wasted untold man hours, he wasted untold millions of dollars to come up with process crimes and old tax crimes by people who have been loosely associated with the president, uh, it's going to look like exactly what it was, a giant waste of resources. So this is it. Roger Stone being arrested with a big, giant, nothing burger. There's just no other way to say that because there is no collusion. Stone isn't even being charged with collusion. The 24-page indictment, it alleges that Stone worked to obstruct the House Intelligence Committee's investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election by making false statements to the committee, denying he had records sought by the committee and persuading a witness to provide false testimony that, again, even if guilty, has no bearing on the issue of collusion. Twelve armed FBI officers with long guns and in tactical gear (laughs) arrested Stone this morning, like I said, in front of CNN cameras. You'll have to be at a federal courthouse today in Fort Lauderdale uh, uh, to make an appearance there. Just two nights ago on Wednesday night, uh, Stone appeared on uh, Tucker Carlson's show on Fox uh, News where he said he would not lie about President Trump to ease the pressure on himself. He is not going to give them anything that is false about President Trump in order to get a deal and to... um, Uh, lessen his burden uh, when it comes to any penalty he may have to pay for these alleged crimes. Unlike Michael Cohen, who agreed to tell all kinds of lies in order to cut his lengthy prison sentence on his own tax problems uh, down uh, to a much more manageable number. He was willing to, to do that. No matter how much pressure they put on me, Stone said, no matter whether they say I will not bear, no matter what they say, I will not bear false witness against Donald Trump. I will not do what Michael Cohen has done and make up lies to ease the pre- pressure on myself, uh, uh, said, um, uh, said Roger Stone. And, uh, now it's just going to be up to how much of a big deal can they make out of this nothing burger in the press to continue the pressure on the President of the United States. Uh, Sarah Sanders, by the way, White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders said on CNN today, said, quote, this has nothing to do with the president or the White House. It has to do with that individual. Stone, by the by, describes himself as a political trickster, a dirty trickster. Like I said, he's not a great guy who famously has a tattoo of Richard Nixon on his back. Um, he, he, he is a guy who, who literally, uh, you know, can strike out on his own and do a lot of things, but even on his own and without any authority from the campaign did not collaborate or collude with Russians. And that's what this entire Mueller investigation is supposed to be about. The indictment does not charge him with conspiring with WikiLeaks, by the way, or with the Russians, 
Instead, it accuses him of witness tampering, obstruction, and false statements about his interactions relating to the WikiLeaks release. The indictment says Stone spoke to Trump campaign officials during the summer of 2016 about WikiLeaks, which, again, has no tie to the Russians, and information the organization had that might be damaging to the Clinton campaign. In other words, oppo research, the same kind of research that the Clinton campaign was doing on Donald Trump and did far, far more illegal things to obtain, including getting a foreign spy or former British spy, Michael Steele, to come up with this dirty dossier that they then took to get to a FISA court to be able to spy on the Trump campaign for what purpose? Oppo research. Except what they did was illegal. (laughs) How about that? What they did was illegal, but what the Trump campaign did, and WikiLeaks comes to them and says, hey, we got information here you might want. Okay, tell us about it. That does not mean they colluded to get it. That does not mean they paid for it. We do know who paid for the Democrats' research. So again, it it is just much more of the same ridiculous anti-Trump town. 926, now the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. It is a free-for-all Friday. A lot of people with a lot of things to say. Let's dive right into phone calls right now. We'll go to, um, how about Bay Village and Diane first. Diane, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning. Go ahead. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call, Bob. Two things, two questions. First of all, where did Barack Obama get the $150 billion that he sent to Syria, who hate us? And second of all, if there's a way for President Trump to uh, take the pay payroll away from Congress and Senate until this wall issue is resolved, I guarantee they would be at the table tomorrow if, he, if there's a way for him to do that. And they do not get any back pay, unlike 800000 that are furloughed. I'll wait for your answer. All right. Well, first of all, your your question about uh, Syria. I think you meant to say Iran. He gave 150 billion dollars to Iran. Uh, they are not too terribly dissimilar from one another, so I can certainly forgive the uh, the mistake there. Um, and that money, according to the Obama administration, was already being held for them. It was their money. It was sanctions relief because of the sanctions we had applied to them. That money was apparently being uh, stowed away uh, and, uh, and and going to be returned to them uh, whenever they met whatever conditions that the Obama administration and uh, former worst Secretary of State of all time, John Kerry, had laid out. So they claimed it was their money, that $150 billion. And as far as not paying Congress, I'm with you, but the president can't do that. The president can't just unilaterally say, okay, you guys aren't getting paid. Congress has to make that decision. Yeah, warped as it is, it is the law. Congress can give themselves pay raises, and only Congress can vote to not pay them when they're not able to get to uh, get their jobs done. But I'm with you. If they didn't get their paychecks and were not promised back pay after the way the 800,000 furloughed uh, employees are, uh, I think they would be a little bit more inspired to come to some common ground. Thanks so much for the call. Let me go to uh, Mary in Lorraine on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Mary, go ahead. Good morning to you. Um, I just want to ask a question. Sure. How come the FBI didn't go so diligently after all the shenanigans that Hillary Clinton was doing and the people involved? 
Well, that's um, that's a, an, an easy question to answer, um, and all you have to do is read the text correspondence between Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and Andy uh-huh. McCabe. They hated Donald Trump. They loved Hillary Clinton. That's the reason they didn't go after Hillary Clinton with such vigor because they didn't. They did, they wanted her to win and become the next president. But it's absolutely amazing. I'll tell you. It is shameful. It is amazing, Mary, and it's shameful. I'm so with you on that. Thank you so much for the call, dear. I appreciate it. Mark in Fairview Park. Mark, you're on the air. Go ahead. Morning, Bob. Uh, those are the two women who called. They took a little bit of uh, the air out of what I was going to say. But I want to mention to you, did, did you, uh, uh, you should state the background info on this guy, uh, you know, the drum beater in Washington. I listened to Mike Gallagher yesterday. The, it's absolutely amazing. The stuff this guy's been involved in, criminal behavior and everything else. I don't know if you... Uh, Oh yeah, I've, oh yeah, I've got it all. He's 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 a criminal. He's a he's a liar uh, with respect to his Vietnam veteran status. He went AWOL when he was in the um, uh, in the service in the Marine Corps stateside. He spent two days as a rifleman, a rifle infantryman. Two days, then became a refrigerator repairman, uh, which was the rest of his time in the Marines. Not to disparage anybody for doing mechanical work for the Marines, they need that, but. Um, yeah, uh, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy with a bad history. He's a liar. He is a, um, uh, he is a, uh, pro, um, uh, open borders individual who believes that the United States owes something to people of other, uh, you know, foreign lands. And, uh, of course, as an indigenous person, you know, Native American, he feels like we were the invaders. That's one of the reasons why he made up the, uh, hey, I heard somebody yell, build a wall. Uh, during that confrontation with the Covington kids. He did not hear anybody yell, build the wall. It did not happen, but he is obviously very anti-wall and is trying to stoke uh, resentment against those who support it. Uh, he's a bad guy. I do. I have his entire history that has been uncovered in the last 48 to 72 hours, and I will be sharing little bits of that as we go this morning on this free-for-all edition of the Bob France Authority. Free-for-all Friday, rather, edition of the Bob France Authority. It's 9.30 news time now on the other side of that. Uh, an old friend and an old voice. Not that he's old, but uh, he's been, we've been speaking with Congressman Jim Renacci for a long time. Now, Congressman Jim renacy has got some things to share with us after this on AM 1420, The Answer. There are two sides to every story. There's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. 935 on the Bob France Authority, AM 1420, The Answer. My, oh, my. Uh, what a, <laughs> what an interesting morning. Uh, Roger Stone, uh, has his home raided by 12 FBI agents with long guns out as if they are somehow going after Al Capone or some violent fugitive, uh, all with the CNN cameras rolling in the background, just, uh, who had been tipped off by the FBI. There is still so much corruption in our federal government and so much anti-Trump animus. Anything and everything they can do to embarrass the president and make him look bad in the eyes of the public, which will be the eyes of the voters two years from now, is exactly what they will do. Simply shameful. All right, joining us now, uh, as I noted going into the bottom of the hour newscast, uh, we had been talking for the last few years with Congressman Jim Renacci about uh, matters of uh, legislation on Capitol Hill. He is no longer Congressman Jim Renacci, but that doesn't mean we can't hear from him from time to time. Former Congressman Jim Renacci joins us now here on AM 1420 The Answer. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Good, Bob. How are you today? 
I am wonderful. Thanks very much. Appreciate you coming on. There's a lot of stuff uh, going on back where you used to, in the halls of Congress where you used to roam, and I want to get your thoughts on those. Uh, but, Congressman, or uh, before we, we get to, to those issues, I want to talk about what you're doing right now, and I want to talk about Ohio's Future Foundation. I saw a press release and a story or two, and I thought it might be good to get a little information about uh, uh, what you've launched here. Sure, Bob. Well, look, uh, after 28 years in business, creating jobs, employing people, eight years in Congress, seeing how dysfunctional legislation is, and then after running for governor and Senate, I've got a lot of information and, and background and experience that I think is important. And I think in the end, i got to continue. I, look, as I told people, I could just walk away, uh, go to Florida, play some golf, and forget about all this. Or I can continue to do uh, what I wanted to do eight years ago when I went to Congress, which is change things and make Ohio better. So uh, the 401 uh, that we set up, Ohio's Future Foundation, really is going to be a think tank political uh, forum. We're going to be doing forums around the state, making sure people know about issues that are important to Ohio. And I think that's the key. Um, there are so many things we need to do to move Ohio forward. Today, we're somewhere between 40th and 43rd in the country compared to all the other states. At one point in time, Ohio was in the top 10. We need to get Ohio back into the top 10. There are a lot of things we can be doing. A lot of times, politicians don't want to do those things because they make uh, they make for difficult decisions, and uh, I often said that the best pol- next best politician is the one people are going to hate, and that's why Donald Trump is hated because he is doing things that have to get done, and we need to do those same things in Ohio too. So I've already reached out. I'll work with the governor. I'll work with whoever, but we're going to do forums, talk about Medicaid expansion, talk about voted votech education, all the things we need to do to change Ohio, and we're teaming up with some universities and uh, going to make sure people get involved. Um, have you already uh, been in contact with Governor DeWine about this? Is he on board? Oh, I, met, I, I have talked to Governor DeWine and just told him there are some issues I think we can work on together. He was uh, receptive to the phone call, and, uh, you know, Votech Education was one of the things I brought up a few years back. I know that's part of his platform. There are some other things uh uh, that uh, we we talked about as well. So, uh, yes, uh, uh, we'll see where we go, but we're going to keep pushing the issues that move Ohio forward. So is this, is what the uh, the foundation going to do, is it going to be primarily within the boundaries of our state, or is it something you're going to have to collaborate with Washington on in order to get federal funding for, or, or is this just all contained within Ohio? Well, we're going to do it within Ohio. It's interesting you said that because I'm also working with another uh, foundation that's that's on national issues. You know, I was always a big uh, fiscal hawk on debts and deficits, and uh, I, I've got a lot of information and background on that as well. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to try and work in conjunction, but I do think Ohio, as a standalone, needs somebody who can talk about issues that are important to Ohio. Congress, uh, former Congressman Jim Renacci joining us on uh, AM 1420, The Answer this morning, uh, talking about Ohio's Future Foundation, uh, the uh, uh, 401c3 nonprofit that he has uh, helped organize and uh, launch to uh, to try to help Ohio and Ohioans. Um, let me ask you about the shutdown. It started while you were still in office, <laughs> because we're 35 days in now, and uh, it continues. It's the, the longest shutdown, even though it's not a full shutdown, obviously, of the federal government, just a quarter of it, but it's the longest such shutdown uh, in U.S. history. And, um, Congressman, I have no faith at all 
that anything is going to get done in any uh, anytime soon because every single olive branch that President Trump uh, offers and extends to Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer uh, about getting these employees back on the job and getting them paid while also uh, pledging to, to negotiate and work on getting a border a security wall or barrier is met with, nope, no money with the wall, no money for the wall, whether we negotiate now or after they're in, uh, the employees are back to work, the federal workers are back to work, doesn't matter, you're not getting a nickel. If they're not going to budge off of that, how can we ever expect this thing to end? Well, Bob, and that's the, the- theatrics of what's going on. Look, there's 800,000 employees that are affected, so it's not uh, a large amount of employees that are affected. But as I've said time and time again, if you need those services, when tax refunds are going to have to be uh, sent back, uh, whether you're going through the airport lines, as that starts to, uh, you know, be tougher and tougher to get through airport lines, I think people will say, hey, we need to get this fixed. I want to go, but one of your callers said we need to stop the pay of the members of Congress. You don't need to stop the pay, just make them stay there. I got to tell you, the one thing that, that I noticed is so frustrating. You want to get this done, nobody should leave Washington. Uh, no member of Congress, the House or the Senate, should be able to leave Washington until this is done, and you'll see it get done. The problem is, they also all broke yesterday. You know, they did their little uh, vote in the Senate, and they did a couple of votes in the House, and they all went home. And they're all home now for the weekend. So this will never get fixed until you force people to stay and you make people say you're not leaving, which is what you would do in the real world. I would also tell your listeners, December 2015, the House and Senate passed a bill. They found $53 billion for the Highway Trust Fund using gimmicks. And I didn't support that bill, but using gimmicks over a 10-year period, and yet they can't find $6 billion. That's another amazing thing. And the other thing that uh, is so amazing, these votes that are going up in the Senate, these are just coverage votes. So they give, I want to make sure your listeners know that, they are putting these votes up, and they're covering members on both sides who have difficult races. So if you notice, somebody like Cory Gardner, Republican, voted for both of them. That's because he's in the, he's got a Senate race coming up this November, and he has to make sure that he can cover himself and say, yep, I tried to open the wall. There's also something in the House called a motion to recommit, another really interesting gimmick vote. Motion to recommits are the only authority and power the minority party has. So when you hear that Republicans put up two bills to uh, force the uh, people to be paid that aren't getting mm-hmm. paid, those were motions to recommit. Those are political, theatrical motions. The Democrats put those up against us for eight years. I can tell you I voted no on every single one of them over eight years because that's all they are is gimmick votes. But yet you got the Republicans saying, well, we put up this vote and the Democrats didn't support it. Well, the Democrats shouldn't support it. It's a motion to recommit. It normally is a, uh, a, 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 a vote, a political vote. And if you're smart and you're in the uh, majority, you vote no every time. Don't they have to be here, though, Congressman, uh, before they can make any more public statements about how the Republicans and the president are holding these federal workers hostage? Nancy Pelosi already had a three-day weekend last week because of MLK Day. Now she sent all of her members home again and said, yep, we're done. Go ahead, get out of town uh, today. They're not in Washington, D.C. negotiating. They're gone again. This, of course, two weeks after their little uh, political junket to Puerto Rico, while all of these people aren't being paid and all these people aren't working, they're complaining that President Trump is holding them hostage, and she he won't keep people in Washington long enough to, to sit down and make any headway on this. Well, that's what I said. You want to you fix this? 
force people to stay there. Nobody likes it when you have to stay there. I can tell you, I went through New Year's Eve in Washington. I was not happy. Members were not happy. And we forced, we forced leadership to get something done. That's the only way you get it done. Both the Senate and the House left yesterday, and they're gone for a three-day weekend. This is the reason nothing gets done in Washington. In, yeah, the real world, and, and, in the real world, you wouldn't leave. If, if you were in a business deal and it wasn't done, you would not leave until the deal was done. That's, that's what I'm talking about here. And as you said, they would have to be forced to stay. And the only one who could do that is the Speaker, right? The Speaker, yeah. She could, yeah. Uh, she could set policy. She could, she could make everyone stay in session until they get this thing hammered out if she really was interested. But she's not interested. Do you think that she thinks, Congressman, and looking at this from a political standpoint again, do you think that she believes the longer this thing lays, it's already been 35 days, if it becomes 50 days, if it becomes 70 days, and they double this thing, the longer it drags out, the more votes she and her party is getting in 2020? Is that, is that really the end of, uh, you know, the end result of all of what she's trying here? Well, I think it's part of it. Absolutely. I think right now the goal here is to make uh, President Trump look bad. She's in a political stance she can't get out of. The left flank controls her right now, uh, and she doesn't want to move on that. And that's why I say um, it, it's amazing. She she has no reason to get out until the pressure becomes so great because of these employees. The problem, though, as you can see, is the polling is now showing that the president's being blamed for this. It's getting worse for the president. His approval rating is getting worse. And let's face it, people will, you'll see the president start to move, which he has to because uh, he is getting the blame. And he already has, right too. Yeah, Congressman, yeah. He, he already had. That's what's so frustrating because you're right. She, you're, the, 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 the way the media spins it and the way they present it, um, certainly the, 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 the voters, the people, um, the constituents of this country are, are going to blame the president because of what they've been told. And that's why Nancy, like I said, if this goes 70 day, every day that it lasts, she can put on her little fake, uh, you know, can fake face of concern for these federal workers. And so can Chuck Schumer. But at the end of the day, every day that goes by here, as long as they're blaming the president, and it's a good day for the for the Democrats. That's why she's sending them home. That's why she's not forcing everybody to come to a deal. That's why she's not saying let's get something on the floor that says Congress doesn't get paid unless the, until this thing gets resolved. Because every day that goes by is a good day for the Democrats. Well, absolutely, and that's why Republicans have to do some smart things too. Look, uh, yes, Nancy Pelosi controls with her House stays, but the Republican leadership could say we're all staying here. We're all going to be here. We're going to stick around. We're going to wait. We, we're ready to negotiate. You know, the problem is the Republican leadership, everybody also went home on the Republican side, too. So, yeah. again, this is the problem with Washington. I mean, we can we can point the finger at Nancy Pelosi, and yes, she's at fault, and yes, she's the one stalling everything, but the Republicans also left and, and took off and headed home, too. And they can say, well, you know, there's no reason for us sticking around. Sometimes it's symbolic things you have to do to make a difference. And uh, that was a frustration I always had, because it's, it's too easy just to blame everybody else. Let's sit there. Let's get some things done. But it's difficult. But I wanted to make sure your listeners know this is all theatrics. And you hit the nail on the head. Nancy Pelosi does not have to do anything right now. She's in the best position. The president is the one being damaged every day that this goes on. And as long as, long as she can hold off, it just gets worse and worse for the president. He'll eventually have to do something. I hope he does make the, exa- the um, emergency order because that will end it. Um, but, you know, that'll be a lawsuit, and, again, there'll be some more political theatrics after that. 
Well, but but at least then, perhaps once he makes the executive order, uh, you know, and declares an emergency, and then orders the building of that to deal with the emergency, at least then he can go ahead and sign a spending bill uh, and end this shutdown, right? I mean, if they can present him the shutdown or excuse me, spending bill that doesn't include any money for the wall because he's getting it by executive order or by declaring that emergency, at least then, while the lawsuit plays itself out and it works its way through the uh, through the through the courts, ultimately to the Supreme Court, at least then people will go back to work and the president could lose. Uh, or not lose, but uh, some of that damage that's being done to him could be uh, could be lessened. Well, I think the problem there, though, and again, I'm not an attorney, but uh, I've been yeah. through enough things to realize when you when you, when he does that, they'll put a stay on it, and the wall will probably be uh, held uh, and not get done. So it's probably why he's holding back on not doing it, because once he do it, does it, and they put a, uh, a legal stay on moving forward, then I think in the end um, he would not be able to move forward on it either. So he's hoping he can get this done legislatively, which is the way it should be done. Uh, again, theatrics just continue to play out. I'm not a lawyer either, um, and I've talked about this with a couple of other members of Congress um, in the last couple of weeks, but I'll ask your thoughts on it too. Um, can can dueling lawsuits of, of the same type be done in two different locales? And what I mean by that is, you know, maybe the best way to do this, declare it an emergency, um, uh, uh, declare that, uh, you know, the, the Army Corps of Engineers or whatever is going to do this and funding is going to be taken out of the military budget to provide national security to build this wall, blah, 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 and have somebody who is sympathetic to that cause file the lawsuit. An attorney general in a state that is in a district that is a little bit less wildly liberal than the Ninth Circuit Court of Hell, uh, or I mean Ninth Circuit uh, Court of Appeals, uh, and that was an intentional slip. Um, file it someplace where you're maybe going to find a judge that is going to say, uh, yes, we've heard this lawsuit against the president for declaring this, and uh, no, uh, we think it's perfectly fine. C- can somebody then still go into another circuit and file the same lawsuit and get a different result? Yeah, again, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, so I really can't answer that. But I, okay. I do think in the end there are ways that uh, you have to go through the process. And, and what I learned over my 30 years is, if you do file something in a place that that you shouldn't have, it just gets kicked back uh, to where it needs to go. So uh, I think there's a process well, they'll they'll have to follow it. But again, that well, they I, judge I shop all the that. time. You know, they, they, every time they filed a lawsuit against the president for other things like the travel ban or travel moratorium, you know, they judge shop. You know, they go to Hawaii, they go to San Francisco, they go wherever they whatever district they can where they know they're going to have a favor favorable ruling from a liberal judge who you know who who kind of shares their point of view and i guess that's you know if they can judge shop maybe maybe why can't we and beat them to the punch and then get a get a judge who actually says yes i've heard your lawsuit and uh, no the president is perfectly within his constitutional rights to do this yeah well i'm sure there's always ways around it and, and there's a lot of smart people out there but uh, i think in the end uh wouldn't it be great if congress just did its job and then uh, all of this uh, yeah. we wouldn't even be talking about it but uh, uh again easiest thing keep them all there uh, and uh, you're right you told you told the one caller the president can't stop this pay and by the way when these congressmen say that we're withholding our pay for those that believe they're not getting their pay that's just not the case they you, there's no you have to have a law to withhold their pay and they have to change the law so they may be withholding it but they're only withholding it long enough until uh, you know, the, the government opens or they tell the, the uh, people that, hey, we don't want to withheld anymore. They're not going to lose their pay either. Remember right. The so their, their pay would be delayed. Their pay would be delayed, not forfeited, essentially. They would get right. it back. Right. Yep.
They and, and that's and that's what should happen for these. Yeah, that's what should happen uh, for these furloughed workers. And that, of course, uh, has has uh, been passed. And the president uh, president has signed it as well. These these people will get their money back eventually, no matter uh, how uh, desperate it makes their short term situations. Eventually, they'll get their money back. Congress, if they were to not be paid, obviously should not. But but you're right, they would. Congressman, uh, thank you so much. It's uh, good to keep in touch with you. Best of luck with uh, Ohio's uh, First Foundation. It sounds like Ohio First Foundation. It sounds like a great endeavor. And uh, keep us posted. It on it, will you please? Will do. Thank you, Bobby. Have a great day. You do the same. Thank you so much. That's uh, former Congressman Jim Renacci on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Phone lines are open now for you. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten. Former Senate candidate who actually ran in the primary against Jim Renacci. Um, Melissa Ackerson is going to be joining us in uh, about an hour, uh, a little less than that, about 45 minutes at about 1035. Uh, but between now and then, it's all open phone lines for you on the Bob France Authority. Zero. All right, 957, the Bob France Authority continues. Short segment here, uh, uh, heading toward the top of the hour. But again, it is a free-for-all Friday, so we have plenty of time for you to call and get in line and get on the radio at 216-901-0945 this morning. Uh, let's go to Jan, who's waiting in Cleveland on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Jan, go ahead. Oh, hi. Have you heard that the Pope has said uh, that uh, we're so fearful of, we should not be fearful of migration? Well, he has. Uh, I have not heard that exact quote, but it sounds like it's in uh, keeping with what I have heard from him. Okay. Well, what I I, what I've heard from a uh, what I consider a reliable source and a person who would not lie, uh, he has also stated that uh, America should be governed by a world power. Okay. How does that? That does not surprise me. Uh, That does not surprise me because the Pope is not American, and the Pope does not live here. He lives in the Vatican, in Vatican City, Uh, and, and as, you know, to me... As such, he probably does not recognize boundaries. He probably does not recognize authority of individual governments and so on and so forth. He probably sees us all as one world under Christ, which, of course, is what the the leader of the Catholic Church probably would see. I'm sorry, go ahead, Jan. Hey, that's that's not political. I mean, being being a that that that's different than countries. Uh, Jesus didn't teach that uh, we should have. I mean, he he spoke about Jerusalem and Israel. He never made any statement about uh, you know. That uh, seems, that is true. Yeah, it, it but, but the, the modern with. the modern church is is. And, and, and look, I'm no, I'm no uh, authority figure on this. I'm, I, I'm not a leader of a church. I'm, not, I'm certainly not a man of the cloth or anything even close to that. I'm a sinner like everyone else. But from, from where I sit and looking at my church and looking at the church and the Holy Father, um, I, I see a church that is departing from a lot of the teachings of Jesus Christ and a lot of long-held Catholic doctrine uh, that, um, that, that made the church what it is. Um, there is an embracing of, of, uh, alternative deviant lifestyles. There is an embracing of things that are, uh, that go against biblical teachings as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that the Pope is modernizing his views, even if it is in, in, in departing from some of the teachings and some of the stances and some of the things that Jesus Christ stood for. So, but well, that, that's, a, that's just a, that's just, like I said, I'm just a, you know, I'm a lowly Catholic, uh, who doesn't understand it all, but I'm just, I'm just reading the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm reading the tea leaves here as I listen to what the Pope says. 
Well, uh, Nancy Pelosi's idea of uh, a, bo- a border wall uh, is, is immoral. Is she, in con- you know, is she li- aligning herself with the Pope, thinking that that's going to be a plus? No. I mean, no. The, the, because the Pope, the Pope, the last Pope actually, I think it was Benedict who who, who said that uh, Nancy Pelosi should not receive communion again until she changes her public stance on abortion. So, no, I don't think she's to trying her. to. I don't think she's trying to get in good with the Pope by aligning herself with him on matters of morality. I think she is just fresh out of ideas on how to explain to the American people why she won't give a dollar for border security. She has no other thing to fall back on. She can't say that there isn't a crisis of drugs crossing that border. She can't say that there aren't 20 million illegals in this country already and more coming every day and the human trafficking doesn't exist, et cetera, et cetera. So all she can say is, I, I do want border security, but, but not a wall. A wall is more. She has to stop Trump from getting his wall in order to help herself and her party in 2020. So this is just the, the this is the last respite of the of the damned. She has nothing else to do, nothing else to say. So she lies about uh, about uh, concern out of morality. Thank you, Jan, for the phone call. News now. More of your calls after this on AM 1420. The end. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.